God bless God's wonderful, wonderful people today. To Jesus be the praise and the glory. I have a lot to talk to you about today about what's happening with Russia and the Ukraine. This is a very, very uh, important matter. Uh, let's believe God today to speak to all of us that God will do and fulfill his plan in, in the church. Uh, Chad is not with me today. He's getting ready for a trip we're about to take. And dear Jackson is, is here as a wonderful young man. But let's just believe God together. Wonderful Lord, we come to you in Jesus' precious name. And Lord, my God, I pray that you will speak to us, that you will protect your people in the Ukraine, in Russia, in that part of the world and all over the world, Lord, that your will be done this hour. And God's people said, Amen, Amen. Well, we, you all know that the invasion basically has begun in, uh, in the Ukraine. So I'm looking at an article, NATO says, NATO secretary says, uh, there's every indication Russia is planning a full-scale attack. They already began, but nobody seems to know how deep they'll go. And then he also claims, they're claiming that uh, real risk of full-blown war in Europe. Now, this is, this is news we cannot ignore as believers because you have to understand, and I want to, to kind of uh, break it down for you and help you understand the reality of what this means to all of us prophetically. Number one, the position America holds today in the world is weaker, much weaker than in the past. And Russia is getting stronger, as well as China, getting stronger when it comes to the way the world sees these nations. The way the world sees America today is not the way they saw America 20 years ago, 10 years ago, even five years ago. Now they, they see America as a weakening, diminishing power worldwide. Uh, it's all about perception. It's all about deterrence when it comes to world affairs. It may not even be reality, but it's, it's about deterrence. Israel learned that, that very important matter about deterrence back in 1948 when Israel was restored as a nation. And they, they know that that is what will keep them safe, is when they're able to deter the enemies from attacking them. And so when it comes to what's going on today, America in the eyes of the world has, is losing deterrence, while Russia, China, and even others like North Korea and even Iran are gaining more deterrence. So prophetically, what does this mean? Well, you know, we, we know Ezekiel 38 is going to be fulfilled. We don't know when, but we know it's going to be fulfilled. It's very clear that Russia and her allies one day will invade Israel. We don't know when that's going to happen. It could happen soon. It could happen maybe later. 
but it is going to happen because it's in the Bible. Now, the steps leading up to that is what I want to talk to you about. First of all, the map uh, politically, the map of the world as we know it is, is changing and changing rapidly, meaning that nations like North Korea, nations like Iran will be, in, will be emboldened, will be empowered to take action, to take steps they had not taken before. North Korea with South Korea, Iran through its proxies to other nations uh, in the Middle East and beyond. And, and even nations like Venezuela that are allied with Iran and others like them can be emboldened to take steps they've never taken before because they could not and would not have with America stopping them. So it all began with Afghanistan. When the United States withdrew from Afghanistan, it weakened the, the United States in the eyes of the world. Uh, whether you know it's a fact or not, it doesn't matter because America is still strong. It's just the way they're perceived by the world. That's what matters when it comes to politics, when it comes to uh, taking moves, uh, uh, taking steps that could change the map as we know it. So if, if the Russians go deeper into the Ukraine, they already started yesterday, but if they go deeper, it could mean a war of some sort with Europe because Putin's uh, 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 desire and demand is for, for the Ukraine not to join NATO. Now, you know, we don't know again what's going to happen this week with this situation. All we know is that a, a possible war could erupt that could change Europe as we know it and could weaken Europe in standing against what Ezekiel says will happen and it could it could mean it could happen sooner in other words the Ezekiel 38 war uh, could happen next year it depends on Russia's position in the eyes of the world it depends on Iran's position in the eyes of the world it depends on the allies of Russia and Iran in the eyes of the world which could fulfill prophecy very quickly so I, I you know I'm talking to you today I wasn't planning on saying all this but now knowing that this is happening and it could even get worse I think it's important for me to come to you as God's people to inform you because my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge so we need to be informed properly so we can pray properly and do the things that God has commanded us to do to be ready for what is going to happen next on God's agenda. Now, whenever something happens with nations that are mentioned in the Bible, mentioned in the Bible, for example, Russia is mentioned in the Bible, Iran is mentioned in the Bible, the nations surrounding Israel are mentioned in the Bible. America is not mentioned in the Bible. There's some prophecies that may apply to the to the British Empire uh, in in the Bible, but not clearly, or Europe, not clearly. But there are very clear names given for Russia, Gog Magog, for for Iran, Persia, and on and on. So 
these nations that are mentioned in the Bible, when, when, when uh, activity happens in those nations, it affects prophecy because it affects Israel, because Israel is in that part of the world. And today Israel is affected politically, economically, militarily, by what happens inside nations that are around Israel. For example, now there's peace with Bahrain, the UAE and, and others. It's, or, it's already changing the map when it comes to politically for Israel, militarily for Israel, and economically for Israel. Israel is prospering as a result of peace with the UAE, Bahrain and others. And prosperity in Israel not only affects economy, it also affects spiritual activity. In other words, uh, the people of, of Israel now are beginning to bless the world in, in many different ways than they could have, let's say, a year or two ago, fulfilling prophecy. Because God says about Israel, they will be a light to the nations. That, of course, means the gospel, but it's, it's also, it, it also means uh, uh, economically, because today Israel is blessing the world to hear the gospel. Yes, the, the gospel is the end result. The gospel is the end result. But when Israel, for example, blesses nations like Africa agriculturally with their agriculture, they uh, bring blessings to nations in Africa, which they have, and those nations open up to, to Israel. They become friendly to Israel. As a result, God begins to bless those nations with the gospel. Remember what the Bible says, I will bless them that bless thee. Well, how does God bless the nations that bless Israel? With the gospel. The gospel opens up for those nations. You know, people don't know this, but back in 1947, it was... Russia that shocked the world in, in supporting the creation of the state of Israel. People don't know that. It was a surprise. Uh, you know, Abba Eben at that time, the foreign minister of Israel, and at one time the ambassador to the UN for Israel said it was a miracle. It was a miracle. And Ben-Gurion used to always say, miracles are the norm for Israel. Imagine Andre Gromyko at the time, maybe you've never heard his name. At that time, he was a very important man in the world, especially in that part of the world where I come from. His name was on the radio all the time, for goodness sake, when I was growing up. And Andre Gromyko is the one who got up in the United Nations and said that the, that the Soviet Union at the time supported the restoration of Israel. It was a shock to the world. As a result, as a result later, communism collapsed, the Soviet Union ceased to be, and the gospel went into Russia. I was one of many that went and preached the gospel. Uh, I had a big massive crusades in Moscow, big massive crusades at the time in St. Petersburg. And, uh, and uh, you know, I saw the power of God move mightily. So did, did, did others. I, I remember Dr. Bill Bright, uh, who was my dear friend in those days. People did not know that from Campus Crusade, who had just been to Russia. And I had lunch with him shortly after. And he told me what God was doing through his ministry 
how the gospel was spreading like fire through Campus Crusade. And all I thought about is, you know what? They blessed Israel back in the late 40s, and now God is blessing them by the wall, that wall that Reagan talked about, let this wall come down between uh, in Berlin, came, came, you know, crashing down and Europe was changed and Russia uh, was restored. <clears throat> so whenever a nation blesses Israel, God blesses them. Now, when they stop blessing Israel, then God will, will, will stop blessing them. Uh, not only with the gospel, but also in, in, in other ways. So today, what we are looking at is UAE, Bahrain, Sudan, Morocco, and other nations secretly already allied with Israel, including Saudi Arabia. God is going to open the heavens over them in a blessed way to bless them. I mean, spiritually and otherwise. So watch for these things. The king of Bahrain just recently said, peace will come to, to the Arab world and Middle East and Israel with all their neighbors, with all their neighbors, including the Palestinians. Well, that fulfills Isaiah, uh, I should say, fulfills Ezekiel, because Ezekiel 38 says clearly that the invasion will happen at a time of peace, at a, at a time of quietness a time of open borders, even with the Palestinians. I can tell you for a fact, I remember the day after 67, when Moshe Dayan, who was the great general of Israel, opened all the borders and Palestinians were coming to, to swim on the beaches of Natanya and Tel Aviv and, 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 and Bat Yam. I remember seeing them myself, we were there. And we would go every Saturday to the to the beach with my with my with my dad and brothers and and so on. This was like the day we would all we would all go to the beach as a family. And I remember people from Ramallah, from Bethlehem, from Nablus, from other places of the West Bank coming uh, and talking to us and to the people there. Now it's no more because of the conservative policies. Uh, that have taken place in the last few years and now you've got a wall separating the Palestinians from Israel and you've got you know checkpoints and all that and anyone who tells you they don't, they, that checkpoints don't exist I don't know where they're coming from because they do exist now the thing is this though you know Israel has has done that for their security so there would be no terrorism inside Israel but the day will come Biblically speaking, the day will come. Peace will come between Israel and the Palestinians. You say, how, how can you say that? It's in the Bible. It's in Ezekiel that the invasion will happen at a time of quietness and peace. And now you see the Abraham Accord is the beginning of that. The rest will follow. Who thought the Abraham Accord would ever take place a few years ago? Who thought there'll be peace? between Israel and Morocco and Israel and, and, and the UAE and all that. There's, nobody even believed it. No, there's no way. I never thought that it would ever come, ever come, that when I would see peace with Egypt and Jordan and Israel. We grew up in Jaffa listening to the radio where, you know, Abdel Nasser, the president of Egypt at the time, uh, was saying he will push the Jews in the sea. Well, now Egypt is at peace with Israel. They're actually very close 
and very, uh, how shall I say, uh, they're, they're working together uh, in, in keeping Gaza, you know, under control. And the Egyptians are more and more getting more and more involved in, you know, inside Gaza. It could mean peace very, very soon between Israel and Gaza. Who knows? We, we can't say it'll never happen because we never thought Egypt and Israel would have peace. We never thought Jordan and Israel would have peace. I remember the day, sweet people, when I met with the King of Jordan, King Hussein, King Abdullah to this day is my friend. I honor that man a lot. He's a wonderful man, by the way. But I remember King Hussein, when I met with him, had me go literally uh, cross the border. This is before they had peace with Israel. They crossed the border, for me to cross the border, the bridge there between at that time Jordan and the West Bank. And it, nobody else could do it. Nobody was allowed to go through. And we did. And I remember the, the, that peace was starting. Now it's, it's reality. It's reality. So, yes, peace will come between the Palestinians and the Israelis. And many Palestinians today are getting saved, by the way. God is moving tremendously among them. And I rejoice over that. So, all that's happening in the Ukraine now with Russia is going to accelerate prophecy and full, bring the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38. Now, one more thing I want to tell you that is very important, and that is the position of America. Now we are seeing a decline in America's influence in the world. That could change uh, the map between North and South Korea. It could embolden the North Koreans. It will change the map with China. It will embolden, uh, uh, you know, encourage China to to become more more. Uh, how shall I say, uh, productive with 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 their new technology, with AI. They, they probably most likely will be the leading nation when it comes to the new artificial intelligence uh, breakthroughs that will change the world as we know it. China is the leading nation already. And I think now with America's weakening position, they're going to surpass America with AI. You heard me right. America will not be the leading nation in the future. I think two, three, maybe two years, three years before we see China as the leading nation economically and technologically in the world. And that puts Israel in a very difficult place because Israel today has tremendous trade with the Chinese, there's a, a very good relationship with the Chinese, and they have a, gr a great relationship with the Russians. In fact, if it wasn't for Putin, uh, there would there would have been a lot of attacks against Israel from Syria. So there's a lot of things on that chessboard, you know. There's a lot of things in that puzzle that we're seeing more and more clearly. So be ready. I'm gonna come to you every few days and give you a little update. But, you know, I hope you understand what I've been saying. America's uh, diminishing position, America's decline in the eyes of the world, in the eyes of the world, 
whether this is factual or not, America is still a great power. But in the eyes of the world, they are not a great power. And they are becoming less and less of a great power. Meaning that China will be emboldened, Russia emboldened, and other nations to fulfill their vision for their people without any opposition. But may I say, it's all in the Bible. It will fulfill prophecy. So it's time to pray. It's time to seek the Lord. It's time to get closer to Jesus more than ever. And uh, we need to pray for the people of Russia. We need to pray for the people of the Ukraine. We need to pray for Europe. I'm gonna ask you daily now, daily, to bring that in prayer to the Lord, that peace will be restored, peace will come, and His will be done. His will be done. So, thank you for joining me today. You know, my, uh, my focus is I'm focusing on Israel more than ever now. I want you to do the same because, because Israel is the voice of prophecy. And what happens in Israel affects the church, number one, then affects the world, number two. So today we're, we're seeing tremendous activity in Israel spiritually, spiritually, which will bring another move of God spiritually to the church soon because we're seeing Matthew 10, 23 uh, being fulfilled. Jews are winning Jews to the Lord for the first time in 2,000 years on a massive scale, on a big, in a big way. That means uh, a move of God inside the church. I don't believe there's coming a revival to the world. I believe the revival is coming to the church, and it's going to happen at the same time as all these activities intensify because the Bible is clear, gross darkness covers the earth, great light, great light covers the church. So it happens at the same time. Remember the cloud in the Old Testament that stood between Israel and the Egyptians. To one side it was dark, to the other side it was bright. So God always allows darkness and brightness to come together. To the church, it's brightness. To the world, it's darkness. And uh, that's what we're looking at. So be ready for the greatest uh, breakthrough, the greatest outpouring inside the church, inside the church. And the next outpouring will be with young people, will be the youth. I just preached for my children, Michael and Jessica, on Sunday. I'm sure many of you saw it. The presence of the Lord was so rich. The faces of these young people in the church at Jesus' image is the most precious thing to watch. Their faces, as I was ministering, just how they were paying attention to what I was saying. I teach at their school often, and they have a massive school now, the Jesus' image school. And the way those students receive me, the way they listen to me, it's so refreshing. I, I cannot, I cannot describe the beauty and the joy that I see on their faces and how they are so hungry for, for the Lord. And I was ministering for my nephew William in Dallas. I'll be with him again the next few days. He's now 
took over from dear Todd White, from his church, I mean, and uh, you, you see those young people there, I'll see them again the next few days. It's just refreshing to see that. And you know, the, the upper room with Mike Miller and others, it's just wonderful what God is doing with those amazing young people in the U.S. and around the world. That gives us all tremendous hope for the future of the church. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Now bless your people, Lord, with intensifying prayer. Bless your people, Lord, with a new anointing for prayer. And Lord, you said the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. And Lord, let the heavens open on our lives, that the prophetic will become daily realities in our life. In Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. And Lord, bless your people. Bless them spiritually. Bless them physically with health. And bless them financially and prosper them. In your precious, wonderful name. And God's people said, amen, amen. So it's time to give to the Lord's work today. You can sow your seed to Benihin Ministries on the platform you're watching me on. Or you can go to our website, benihin.org. Or you can simply text BHM 45777. Much love to you all. Thank you for being my wonderful family. Tomorrow I'll have a teaching for you from the studio again that I think the Lord's going to have to, well, I should say the Lord will lead me uh, in it. Uh, and I know the Lord will show me uh, if I need to say anything else. Okay. Much love to you. I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.